there, idiots. Hey there, idiots. Hey there, you dehydrated fucks. It's National Water Day. Did you know that? I did know it's National Water Day. It's National Water Day. So thank you, Nestle, for sponsoring this episode. Uh, go to hell. <laughs> are, you t- are you telling Nestle to go to hell? Yeah. Uh-huh. But there are sponsors for this episode. Yeah, but they're also very bad people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Do they kind of like get off on being domed a little bit like that like oh nestle you're some bad bad boys yeah no they exactly they are they're pain sluts that's what it's called yeah that's what it's called well hey hey there pain sluts welcome to the loudest podcast i'm your host asterios kokodos with me as always is sarantia hello and it's time it's time for asterios to fulfill his destiny the triple shot of nathan masary content now we have three today we used to only have two but of course nathan put out some more insane bullshit bullshit so i think i figured today because you missed all the fun that went down in the uh scooby-doo eats launch i figured we could just watch the whole thing how does that sound to you i mean terrible because the i i saw i loaded the video up before this it's a 34 minutes long it's still uh, let me tell you this i want you to watch this entire video this 34 minute video with alongside me and tell me if you know what scooby-doo eats (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, okay. Well, before we get to that first video, I want to give out a couple of thank yous. Yeah. So every month, I, you know, we like to do this. We like to thank the people who pledged to our Patreon. Um, the first person we want to thank... Uh, oh, yes? wait. When we say the names, can I tell them what type of food I think they would be just based on their name? <laughs> yes, honestly... I'm just going to say their names and you just go. Okay. I will uh, not be explaining any of these. Okay. Listeners. That's totally fine. All right. Just today, we got a $2 pledge from Alexander Cleesby. That guy's kale. Okay. All right. You said that in kind of like a gross way where. I mean, not a kale, but like a kale spinach mix, like one that comes in a bag. Okay. You're not making it any better. <laughs> MF. Just became a $2 patron. MF. That guy is a Dr. Pepper cream soda. Now, see, now this is good. This is great. Jacktopian just raised their pledge to three Australian dollars. That's cereal, but it's like chocolate flavored cereal, not the shitty kind that tastes like wheat. Like this is some legit flavor in it. Fuck yeah, Jacktopian tastes great. I like to eat Jacktopian straight out of the bag. (laughs) Jacktopia. Now this guy... A little bit of a story behind this guy. Fishy just raised their pledge from $2 a month to $5 a month, and this is why. He said in the Discord, some other content creator pissed him off, so he gave us their pledge. Good. Yeah. Fuck them. That's right. Folks, there's a YouTuber or a content creator or someone out there that doesn't appreciate you. You dump them. You lose the zeros and you get with these two heroes. Well, I know the obvious answer is fish for this guy, but I'm going to say breaded fish sticks made of pure spite. (laughs) Liam Kane became a two-pound patron. This guy is a box of sugar, but not like the standard sugar used for baking, like, you know, that artisanal sugar. Oh, like Like, confectioner sugar. Right, uh uh-huh. What the fuck is the difference between confectioner sugar and regular sugar? Uh, Confectioner sugar is powdered sugar. Oh, it is better. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's much better. I mean, you're not, it's not a substitute. It's a totally different thing. But they're both called sugar. You could understand my confusion. I could. <laughs> All right. New $2 patron, it's Huey. Huey is popsicles, but the Rocket Pops specifically. Can they be red, white, and blue like the American flag? Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know why it is. 
that it's fun to eat the American flag on the 4th of July, but it is. It is. <laughs> All the desserts have to be red, white, and blue. Very disrespectful. You drop a flag on the floor. You, gotta, you know you got to burn that thing, right? Yeah, you the drop. Flag touches the ground. You drop a rocket pop on the flag, then you gotta frame it. <laughs> exactly. Mmm, delicious. New two dollar patron Joshua. Uh, grapes. What's up with seeded grapes? Why are they still doing this? Who likes that? I dislike them. This has happened to me like ten times now. I go to the grocery store. It's like, wow, these grapes are suspiciously cheap. I'm gonna buy ten dollars worth of them without. Oh, they got seeds in them. I don't mind the seeds. I think they're good. They make me feel alive. <laughs> you eat the seeds? Yeah. I know you're allowed to eat the seeds, and I know I eat watermelon seeds, but some about grape seeds I don't like. No, I agree with you. All right, new $2 patron, Lucas Waltenberg. Lucas Waltenberg sounds like one of those, pre you know the prepackaged section? Mm -hmm. It's like a Waldorf salad, but it's prepackaged, but I've never seen one of those in existence. So if it exists, that's what this guy is, and if not, mayonnaise. <laughs> okay, those are both great. Yeah. Hector. Raised their pledge to 20 Canadian dollars. That guy is a pack of English muffins. When I was a kid, I would just take an English muffin, cut a big cube of butter, put it in the middle, put the whole thing in the microwave. I called them butter sandwiches. That's explains a lot. <laughs> All right. New $2 patron. It's Josh Alt. Josh Alt. Hmm. Raspberries. Delicious. Black ones. Even more delicious. Cover those with some confectioner sugar, a.k.a. MF. Yeah, that's an edgy fruit, and this guy's an edgy dude. <laughs> no, last name's Alt. New $2 patron, Snow Dragon. Snow Dragon. Oh, my God. Those are, that's uh, ice cream, right? Vanilla yeah. ice cream. Yeah, vanilla ice cream, which, underrated. Underrated. New $2 patron, Jennifer Sones. Salt in a big bag. Delicious. You got to keep rolling. Let's fight. Michael Ray's raised their pledge from $2 a month to $15 a month. Croissants. New $2 patron, Tavier. A box of icing. New $2 patron, Fidel Zwinga Ruiz. Sliced ham from the deli. And finally, new $2 patron, Flair. And I want to read this nice email, Flair. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. Uh, Flair says, hey, guys. I just wanted to tell you that even though life sucks and I'm almost 19, today I could finally get myself my own credit card. And the first thing I used it for was pledging to you guys. Oh my God, that's awesome. That's like a really big honor. Holy shit. Do you remember the first thing you ever bought with a credit card? I don't. Yeah, I, I bought a, I bought a, uh, a Cherry Pop and Daddy CD. Rolling right along. This guy is Pop Rocks because he's exciting. And that, oh my God, that makes me so happy. Isn't that nice? He says, we're both super funny. He loves our podcast. Notice we're almost two years now. So, so thank you, Flair. And then finally, every month we like to kind of do a little something special. Like last month, we talked about Chris M., our biggest patron. He's the current patreon.com slash Starist champion. Last month, we talked about our longest serving patron, Ewan Bowers. He joined on October 27th, 2016. This month, we're going to talk about our three biggest donors of all time. Wow. Okay. Number three is uh, Matthew P. Osborne. Over the course of our four years here, patreon.com slash Jairus, he has donated $910. Holy fuck. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number two, Fabio has donated $1,000. And forty dollars over the course of four years. Oh my God, they're going. We're counting down. Like we're going up. Oh yes. my God, I thought that was that maxed out. Wow, I'm really proud of you, Fabio. And the number one patron we have, this person has given 
a ridiculous amount of money. And for a while, I was like, can I send you extra stuff in the mail? And he was like, no, I would just throw it out. That's how you know this guy balls. Marie Kondo... A yeah. few are due with Marie Kondo mindset. You have a huge dick, whoever yeah. you are. Jeff M. has donated over the course of uh, four or five years now, $2,888. Holy loving Christ. Oh, my God. Thank you, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, isn't that incredible? Jesus fucking Christ. Big thanks to all our pain sluts out there. <laughs> <laughs> now, Asterios, uh, you, of course, know about Scooby-Doo Eats, right? Now, I do, yes. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, the founder of Garfield Eats, Nathan Masri, uh, has started a new Scooby-Doo-themed line of frozen meals like hot dogs, hamburgers, and lasagna. And he is uh, aiming to sell these products in grocery stores Canada wide. But they're not being too receptive. So they are disrupting the frozen food aisle and solving the mystery of the frozen food. Oh my God, we had such a good time. This premiered live about a week ago and I tweeted it out and I was like, hey, anybody come want to engage with me in the chat room? And let me tell you, Nathan, we I know we piss on you a lot on this show, but you got some fucking testicles the size of bowling balls for leaving that chat replay available. Yeah, I heard you and like 20 <laughs> loudest podcast listeners just... Really trolled the shit out of this guy. I wouldn't even call it trolling. It was like aggressive shit posting. And it was so fucking funny because I'm I'm seeing names I recognize. Cameron Clark was there. Uh-huh. Blood Czar was there. Like all the usual suspects yeah. are in there in the shit posting. And at one point, we all just randomly decided, completely apropos of nothing, to pretend to be vegan. So like, when's vegan Garfield, or not Garfield, Scooby-Doo Eats coming? Which is obviously impossible because it's... <laughs> hot dogs and hamburgers and he's like next year we're like okay you know because we can't eat any of this food we're all vegan (laughs) and then this chick shows up in the chat room who i think is actually vegan and doesn't understand that we're trolling and she's sitting there like typing out these walls of text about the ethical implications of eating meat and she's like getting real like genuinely pissed off at this thing because he's like we do sustainable farming and this chick's like you can't do sustainable farming if you're still eating animals, Nathan. And meanwhile, we're all like, vegan gang, vegan gang, vegan gang. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, so, I'm sorry I missed it. Um, well, hey, I, I can pull up the video now. Should we get started? Oh, fuck yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped. All I've right. watched this three times with the chat replay. <laughs> all right. Let's get our headphones on. Hello. I'm Nathan Masri. Hi. For those Hi. who don't know me, I'm the founder of Scooby-Doo Eats. The world's first Scooby-Doo food distribution and intergaging virtual shopping Also experience. the world's last. I'm not here to try to sell you some Scooby-Doo Eats delicious farm-to-plate ingredients. I'm here to bring forth some change via Scooby-Doo Eats or entrepreneurship. See, supermarkets today... I don't like the way that he talks. <laughs> I choose farm-to-plate. Simple. We live in a shifting biological era with rise of quick mobile restaurants and retail and the, death the rise of and fall of Garfield <laughs> Sadly, we have to ride the wave or go home. Scooby and I chose to ride the wave hard and long. Together, we will solve the supermarket. I'm pausing this. Uh, you heard him just say, me and Scooby-Doo have to ride that wave hard and long, right? Yes, uh-huh. Oh, the chat also noticed that. Okay. 
is the wave good or bad? I can't tell if I do. I want to be on the wave, or is it, because is the wave like sustainable farming, or is the wave the grocery stores deciding what I eat? Well, I mean, you have to be on the wave because the grocery stores do decide what you eat. <laughs> okay, so even though the wave is bad, I, me and Scooby have got to ride this wave yeah, long and hard all night long. We just have to lay back and take this wave and ride ride my wave, Nathan. <laughs> now. I'm one man with cartoons backing me, but let's face it, it's impossible. This dude is unintentionally the world's greatest comedian. Advocates in human beings who believe in this change. Today, you'll be blown away. We have incredible guests. That girl's hot as fuck. Okay, I'm she hitting. Follow, I'm hitting me on Instagram. I'm hitting pause now. A Velma impersonator just came on for this half-hour talk show this guy has clearly made about a bunch of hot dogs and hamburgers. Um, I saw her advertised as the world's best Velma impersonator. I don't quite know how you quantify that. I don't Does she lose her glasses the best? Like, is she the best at crawling around on the floor? Is she the best at going jinkies? Uh, Her name is Eels of the World on Instagram. If you'd like to follow her, I figured I'd give her a little shout out there because I would love to know if she, like, knew what she was really getting involved in before this. Wow. (laughs) While we were watching this, while we were watching this, some poor chick is like, wow, are you guys all Eels of the World fan? I'm like, no, sweetheart. (laughs) No, 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 no. We're all here to ironically watch an insane Canadian businessman fail again. Virtual launch right from the comfort of your home. Stay browsed and be... That's his new thing, stay browsed. Yeah, he's not doing Energage Way of the Dinosaur. Stay browsed. Because earlier today you told me to stay browsed and I did not know what you were talking about. I thought that was a Game Grumps thing. I mean, maybe it is. And I want to introduce to you Greg Nolan. Thank you, Nathan. I'm very happy to be here. So, Greg, is it true Artisan Farms has been around since 1902? That's correct. My great-grandfather started raising uh, cattle in Canada in 1902. Wow. And we've been raising cattle ever since in our family. What does factory farm mean, and which, which, is, which you are not? We are not a factory <laughs> farm. We, we give the cattle lots of space. We give them lots of green grass in the summertime. We give them large Yeah, leave that, leave that uh, <laughs> motorcycle noise in there, Nathan. Yeah. 10 out of 10 microphone quality, too. 100 head of cattle all jammed in. That's something we don't believe. No echo whatsoever. <laughs> Open range, uh, 20, uh, 24 hours a day, year round. Even in the wintertime today, the snow is six feet deep at our farm. Right now. We let our cows go around in six feet of snow. We just let them freeze to death. These cows have so much space they can roam free before, of course, we put a bullet in their head, <laughs> rip their bones out, and turn them into hamburgers. We tuck them in at night and read them bedtime stories. Now, I know what you're thinking. So, the, we've covered the farm. What is the product? Well, that's a great question. Anyway, keep playing. They go out in the, in the, in the calves and the cows and natural, the snow, natural, natural snow banks, yeah. And that's how it so should that's be. And we let them die of natural causation. <laughs> well, I'm not mad with them. I'm just disappointed. Okay. Be- because Nathan asked know, him if this guy is mad at factory farmers. And he said, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Which is the, a very Canadian reaction. <laughs> it's like what your dad says when you bring home a bad grade on a math test. <laughs> I, I love it. And so that has been, that, is, that, is that what we call 
heritage breeding? Well, heritage breeding means it goes back to one breed of cattle. Okay. Back hundreds of years, and that's what we do. We raise Angus cattle, and we can trace back the genetics hundreds and hundreds of years back to the mother language of the Scotland. So it's called a heritage breed. So we haven't mixed other breeds in it, so they're pure-blooded animals. Isn't genetic diversity good for wildlife? Like, look at the royals, for example. Like, the royal family can all be traced back to, like, one bloodline, which is why they're all a bunch of ghouls. Like, they all look like Frankenstein. I mean, I look, the first thing when I go shopping is I look price, I look product, and then I look for racial purity. Yes, it's weird. It's weird that this guy's like, we have the most racially pure cows, but perfect cows. We perfected Hitler's vision on a farm. Our animals are part of our family, part of what we do. Family. It's a, it's a big it's a, it's a family. Is it's a big family where, of course, we eat some of our family members. <laughs> yeah, it's a Donner family. <laughs> Values. Well, you know, I love my parents, but I know that you're. That I would not the eat them. I wanted to ask you a question that's been. This question is going to be terrible. Eccentric. I watch a lot of Smallville. And is it true? I mean, Superman himself oh, was fuck? a farmer. That's right. Uh, I see do you feel about... your hero feeding cities? A sustainable way, like your father was saying, heritage breeding. What does that have to do with Smallville? What? You're like Superman. De- definitely. Well, I think all farmers, like, we have the most utmost uh, respect for all. Farmers. We have the utmost uh, respect for Superman, uh, Kal El, Lazard of Krypton. They got make sure the well, animals. Oh, we gotta get, get to work. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. He says that a lot. Is that what? Hang on, pause it for a sec. What does Scooby Doo say? Is it Ruby, Ruby, Roo or Scooby, Scooby Doo? It's neither. It's Scooby. This feels like a Mandela effect. It's what he says is he says Scooby Dooby Doo. Now, um, this is something that's bothered me for a long time, but I've never been petty enough to stop and say it. But you've given me the perfect opportunity to be incredibly petty. So thank you. (laughs) Do it. Okay. Yes, Scooby does pronounce most words with R's. Instead of uh oh, he says rut row. Right. Instead of shaggy, he says raggy. But the one thing that he does not pronounce with an R is his name. He goes, Scooby-Dooby-Doo. But Nathan has him saying, Ruby-Ruby-Roo, which he does. It's the one thing he doesn't do. And he says it a lot. He He says Ruby-Ruby. Nathan has Scooby saying Ruby all the time. And it's bothered me for weeks. Ruby-Ruby-Roo. Thank you again, everybody, for staying browsed. I'm so excited. I'm browsed as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm stayed and browse pilled. Oh, Eels of the World. Here she comes. I'm so excited to introduce, I think, the best impersonator. A lot of people say uh, she's the sexiest impersonator. Weird. Weird Weird. way to introduce your Velma. (laughs) Velma. (laughs) How are you? Hi, I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. <gasps> British Velma! So he found this girl, this poor, innocent, sweet girl, Eels of the World on TikTok, and is like, yeah, we gotta get you to do a commercial for the Scooby-Doo Eats brand. He asks her, he goes on to ask her, absolutely nothing relevant at all. Also, she followed me on Instagram, so thank you. Please, Eels of the World, if this somehow makes it back to you, please fucking call in and leave a voicemail if you telling us if you knew what you were getting yourself involved in. You should DM this episode to Eels of the World and see and see if you can get Eels of the World on the show. Yeah, oh my God, I have to. Okay. Um. Now, look, here are some questions, just, again, off the top of my head, here are some of the questions that you'd ask a Velma impersonator. Um, 
Hey, uh, do you like hot dogs and hamburgers? Uh, are you excited about the launch of Scooby-Doo Eats? Are you browsed? Uh, are you staying browsed? <laughs> and is this in the, in the and is this your awake or real hair? It's awake. It's awake. Okay, I love it. I love it. How often have you worn Velma? Let's say in the- he keeps saying wear Velma, like she's wearing her skin. That is weird. Yes. Um, quite a few times. Um, I would say maybe like. 10 times a month. It's, it's wow. Like- She's a, this lady's a 10 times a month to plays Velva? This lady's cool. TikTok. Yeah, no, she's got a lot of TikTok followers. 10 times. What, what Was it a job or was it a hobby? Was it a birthday? The three genders. Talks <laughs> <laughs> and like Instagram posts. And I just really like dressing up. Like I dress up as other characters too. And Velma is just like one of my favorites. And, and that's why we have you. And have you ever worn Velma and just watched Netflix? <laughs> Okay, so Nathan clearly has nothing. I was going to say, does he have a fetish? I have no idea what he's getting at here. It's it's weird. Again, go like, hey, why'd you start dressing up like Velma? Uh, ha, ha, ha. Okay, now let's talk about the hot dogs and hamburgers I'm trying to sell. Yeah. Do you think Velma would prefer hot dogs or hamburgers? The lady goes, I think she'd prefer both. The mystery of what to eat for lunch is solved and it's Scooby-Doo eat. Don't just... Is that a wig? Are those real glasses? Do you really solve mysteries? Do you, Do you sometimes off? dress up like Velma in the bedroom? <laughs> he's, that's totally what he's going for. He definitely wants to know if it's like a sex thing. Yeah. Do you ever dress up as Velma and watch Netflix? That's the dumbest thing I think I've heard this idiot say. This episode or just in general? In general? What? What are you fishing for there? Yes, Nathan, I dress up as Velma in my free time, and I love to watch The King's Gambit while dressed as Velma. Well, is, this, is this an engaging answer? No, of course not. Your question sucks. question sucks, and I do have a Velma-shaped dildo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Well, we love it. We love it, and we love it. And you're a great, great, great um, uh, persona um, uh, as yourself. Uh, you're a great person as yourself, and you don't have to be anybody uh, but yourself. But you know what? As Velma, it kind of spices it up a little bit, don't you think? Uh, 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 pausing, a pausing. Uh, this is now it's getting even more explicit. This is weird. This is weird. I hope she got paid for this. He introduces her as the world's sexiest Velma impersonator. He tries to make a Netflix and chill joke, but doesn't quite land it. Do you ever spice things up by dressing up as Velma? Dude, she's handling this like a champ. I would have hung up like you know, 10 minutes ago. You know, there's only one place you spice things up. It's in the bedroom. You're never like, let's spice things up in the garage. Let's spice things up in the downstairs bathroom. When you say that, it makes me think that you're fucking in the downstairs bathroom. Like, that's the only connotation. That, that is have. the only connotation. If you said, I'm going to spice up these burgers, it's like, okay, you're going to fuck the hamburger then? The hamburger. Okay. Spices up your life a little. <laughs> what is what is Vel- my last question to you? Is what is Velma's favorite quotes uh, uh, or term? Talk about the hamburgers, you idiot! You're spending all this money to do a live stream about the hamburgers. Yes, it is. What do you think of Scooby Doo Eats? It sounds really good. Um, I don't eat red meat myself. Okay. So I would, if it, but it's a really good concept. If, like, if- you gotta. You got a vegan Velma person. This is where we all started pretending to be vegan in the chat room, I think. 
Do you know how many Velmos there are on TikTok? 10,000 Velmos. You know why? Because it's a sweater and a skirt. It's a very easy costume to get together. We call those closet cosplays. Really? Because everybody has, yeah, that's what the cosplay community calls closet cosplays because you don't need to make or buy anything. You probably just have the outfit. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, uh, well, I will say that uh, out of the 10 million Velmos on TikTok, you think you could find one of them that likes to eat hot dogs and hamburgers, which is, again, why you're spending the money. He's got rented like a warehouse kitchen. He's got multiple cameras and lights. He's got a... I can't really endorse the product because I don't eat meat. What? But thank you for coming on. She is pretty cute. Look, look, do you hear, look, do you hear me complaining about... I, she looks... I think she makes a very good Velma. I like how he bought sound lighting... Or he bought lighting and multiple cameras, but no sound guy. Yeah, exactly. Because this is clearly... They just put a microphone up to this laptop. All right, Sriracha, I'm pausing here. I'm seeing that it says... Nathan has a special message from Warner Brothers. Straight from the brothers themselves. Wow, okay, Jack and Tom Warner. My name is Robin Tomeshkin, and I'm the Vice President of Fashion, Home, Food, Health, Beauty, and Promotions for Warner Brothers Consumer Products. Fashion, Home, Health, Beauty, and Food. For all of Warner together. For all of Warner Brothers, all of it. Damn, she must be loaded. Good for her. Yeah. I'm gonna bet that at no point does she directly endorse these hot dogs or hamburgers. Oh, no, she can't. She doesn't want to look like an insane person. Right. So so my guess is that she's going to be like, Scooby-Doo is great. I love Scooby-Doo. We all love Scooby-Doo. Good luck, Nathan Masri. Have a great time, Nathan Masri. I mean, that he would probably prefer that to actually talking about Scooby-Doo Eats because he himself does not seem too interested in talking about Scooby-Doo Eats. Yeah, it seems to bore him. I'm excited to be here today to celebrate Scooby-Doo and help launch Scooby-Doo Eats. Okay. For more than 50 years, Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Inc. gang have entertained families with their lighthearted antics and mystery adventures. Okay. Talk Parents about the hamburgers. Parents often tell us that Scooby-Doo was a favorite of theirs growing up, and now they love watching Scooby cartoons Talk with their Talk about the hamburgers. Kids. We're always happy to hear that new generations of fans find Scooby just as lovable and entertaining uh, as their parents and, do. But what, and what about the hamburgers and And although Scooby-Doo and his friends may not look like it at first, at their core, they're heroes. Despite so are you, Nathan meddling kids, The Mystery Inc. gang is dedicated to sleuthing out solutions to problems. More than ever, endorse the hamburgers. Endorse it. Say, I've had the hamburgers and I love them. <laughs> say, they taste great. They're great tasting hamburgers. My new theory is that they don't exist. <laughs> and the hot dogs don't. Like, he went to get some ballpark franks for this. Thanks so much. She didn't talk about how the hamburgers are great. She talked about how ethical farming is great. She said, we're proud to be here. Endorse the hamburgers. We're paying you a fortune. This is a commercial for Nathan Masri. Clearly. <laughs> oh, this is great. I think the next section is pretty bad. I am so excited for our next. Oh, my God. This is where Nathan talks to a special needs kid like he's an animal. <laughs> really? Yes. On the FYP. Is that what it's called? The FYP page or the feeds page? Guess who came up? Pinkerton. And he loves Scooby-Doo. He's a super fan. And I am the founder of Scooby-Doo Eats. What are the chances? I mean, I don't know who's her. Yeah, Nathan, that, uh, that algorithm is the bitch. Not neither, it's China. <laughs> I love it. Ruby, Ruby, Ru. Cameron, 
Cameron, how are you? <laughs> I am so excited to have you. Do you know that I am your fan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is so tired of Nathan's shit already. Thank you. You're welcome. You're most welcome. So you and I have something in common. We love Scooby-Doo, right? But you have a bigger plush toy than I. Can I see that big plush toy of Scooby-Doo? No, uh, he's talking to him like he's a, talking to a fucking toddler. Or yeah. somebody with a not-so-developed brain. This is weird, man. This is weird. Just ask a normal question about Scooby-Doo. Just ask it. Hey, you like Scooby-Doo? Hey, what do you think of Scooby-Doo? Hey, you have a big plush toy. <laughs> Can I see that big plush toy? Oh, so weird. When you went on TikTok, when was it? When was it the first time you went on TikTok? Was it last year? Was it two years ago? W were you younger, much younger? September. September. And, and, and how was the experience? Do you like it? Do you love TikTok? Do you actually go and see what's going on? Or you, you go live and you talk to people? Yeah, we do. <laughs> I feel bad for this special needs person. They're trying, they're trying their best, but they're gonna lose a fortune on their Scooby-Doo Eats business. They're gonna lose so much money. And this kid looks pissed off too. And Cameron, and now they're embarrassing themselves in front of TikTok superstar Cameron? Yeah. Yikes! Cameron, can I ask you one last question? Sure. Okay. What does your mom mean to you? I love her. I love her. I lo love her. This is a is very it? irrelevant question. Why is he asking that? What a weird... Takes lunch and places. <laughs> and so she's your gang, isn't she? Gang shit, bitch. Gang, gang! Gang, 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 gang. Machine van? No, this is a regular van. Just a regular van? Nathan, if you invite us on your next Scooby-Doo lunch, we'll go to Canada and also talk about the food, because clearly you're incapable of doing that. Not... At no point, okay, we are 31 minutes and 24 seconds in. At no point has anyone eaten a hamburger or a hot dog. That's true. This I really weird. don't think that the burgers exist. I completely agree with you. <laughs> and there you have it, everybody. We've learned everything we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> right at the comfort of your home. I hope you are intergaged today. Scoop oh, I was browsed as fuck. <laughs> the one billion fans. Well, we have to start somewhere. Spread the word about sustainable farming practices, traceability, and tell your friends, parents, and lovers. And lovers? Yeah, hey, Stereos, you want to go eat some sweet my Scooby-Doo eat? <laughs> Sriracha, you asked me to watch Nathan Masry's Instagram page uh, on Saturday, March 15th or something. It was supposed to launch that day. Yeah, it was. And then he pushed it back to Tuesday. Yeah, and then he pushed it back a couple of days. And so I did record a couple of things. Oh, awesome. Yes, I love content. Yes, I'm hungry for some word salad. This is Nathan Masri's uh, introducing the Scooby-Doo Eats packaging. I'm sure it will be incredibly coherent. <laughs> we will learn everything about what the food tastes like. Hey, everybody. Hi, Are you ready for the big reveal? This is very sexual. Bam! You, you hear how he's making a joke about revealing his dick, yeah. but instead it's revealing these hot dogs and hamburgers? Do you think that's what he sounds like when he fucks? Yes! Like, uh, 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 bam! 
time. Hey, listener. Oh, 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 engage with me, Daddy. Oh, oh. oh. Browse me harder, Nathan. And I'm going to play another one of these. I'm ready. I'm excited. Now, this is just Nathan in a makeup chair. Okay. Just listen to this. Hey, everybody. Big day today. Woof, woof. <gasps> hey, Stereos. We got a big day today. You're going to be browsing my engagement. <laughs> <laughs> big day today. Woof, woof. Scooby-Doo does not woof. I know! You're right! <laughs> Garfield doesn't meow either! Why does he always do this? I got one more video to show you. And uh, I think this sums up everything that bothers me about this person. Uh, oh my god, now I'm excited. Okay, just do me a favor. Don't react to what you're seeing on screen. Just close your eyes and listen. Okay, I'm scared. Hey, everybody. I'm back home. It's good to be home. I'm trying to get naked. I'm still kind of in my Scooby-Doo suit. I, I'm sorry. He just got home and he wants to be naked, but he's still trapped in his Scooby-Doo suit. Is that what he said? That's exactly what he said. Now I'm going to play the full clip. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm back home. It's good to be home. I'm trying to get naked. I'm still kind of in my Scooby-Doo suit. Join us March 16th to watch the full launch event with surprising guests, but you can still go on the website. And then he shakes around boxes of Scooby-Doo themed frozen foods. Why are you mentioning nudity in this? Can't you just talk about the hot dogs and hamburgers? Scooby-Doo Eats has a weird, like, sexual edge to it. Do you remember when we were watching the launch? He's like, you got to tell your lovers about this. He's trying to introduce sex in a way that I don't understand, nor am I comfortable with. And he talks about sex like Michael Scott talks about sex. Like, someone who hasn't had a lot of sex and doesn't really know what it is, but he knows it's funny when people on the TV talk about, like, being naked or, like, you know, I get ready for the big reveal. Uh, 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 like, See, I had the opposite thoughts because I'm thinking he's imagining himself as like, you know, some people out there are so sexy that no matter what they do, like if fucking uh, Bella Hadid is just like, I'm trying to get naked. That's sexy. That's sexy because it's a sexy model saying it. But he's imagining himself as like fucking Madison Beer and then it just comes out very, very uncomfortably. But the thing about sexy people is they don't have to talk about being sexy. We know they're sexy. Like every time Scarlett Johansson's on a fucking interview, she's not going like, hey there, Conan, I've got gigantic boobs. I'm very in shape. My hair looks great. I'm real fuckable. She's just like, hey, yeah, I'm just going to tell you about my day. And But if she did, wouldn't you find her even more fuckable? Look, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Once, yeah. But there is a thing where when sexy people start to talk about how attractive they are, it, that's like the only thing that a sexy person can do that could turn you off. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is like a hot person plus a sexual inundo, like something that's not maybe as obvious as I have huge tits, but something like that. That's kind of sexy. This is not. <laughs> no. Hey. Innuendo is sexy. Like, fl slyness, flirting, coyness. Nathan Masri being like, it's time to get out of my Scooby-Doo suit and get completely naked. And now it's time for the big reveal. Not of my penis, of course, of a hot dog, which is like a penis and a hamburger, which you, is not. Do you think he wears underwear under that Scooby-Doo suit? No, he doesn't. 
I don't think he does. I don't think he does either. I think he likes the way Scooby-Doo's suit feel against him. I mean, it is the sexiest product you've ever lodged. Garfield, that's for fucking kids shit. That's summer camp. This is for adults. Scooby-Doo Eats is for adults who fuck. It's adult time. Oh, God. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll be right back after this with more of the Loudest Podcast. Yeah, hell yeah. Welcome back to the Nathan Masry Shit Fest. (laughs) Welcome back to the Loudest Podcast. Now, something a lot of our listeners love or hate, and there's nothing in between. Is Homestuck. Yeah, oh my God. The sentiment, I don't know anything about Homestuck, but what I do know is that home, the Venn diagram of Homestuck people and people I would never like to be trapped in a room with is a circle. Yes, exactly. You hate those Homestuck kids. You hate them. I do hate them so much. Hate them almost as much as the dang Rompa kids. Now, now on the phone, I have uh, someone who, uh, a very interesting person. Okay, first off, you know, you know him and you love him from the Let Me Tell You About podcast or the amazing RPG podcast Revival. And we had another Revival cast yes, member yes. on a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of months ago. The guy who canonically married his wife, who with us on the phone right now is Tad. Uh, uh, oh, God. Uh, I was going to say the Howard Stern joke. Oh, God, what is it? He says it a bunch. It's really funny. I think it's, hi, my name is Tad. I'm from uh, Let Me Tell You About. You want to hear about Homestuck? Yes. Well, no, but, but I mean, let me no, set you but- up. <laughs> Let me set you up on this. Let me set you up on this. Now, here's why I wanted to have Tad on. Okay. Because I think, I know I'm not sure about this, but I think he's like you and me. He's someone who hates Homestuck, but he's also watched and read and played every video game and dressed up as Homestuck. Like, kind of like, look, I know wrestling is shitty. I love wrestling. You know My Little Pony is shitty. You love my. I little do pony. love me some ponies. So I think. I think now, Tad. Am I describing your relationship with Homestuck right? Ah, uh, uh, so okay. I have a personal anecdote that really describes my feeling towards Homestuck, um, but it has been, it has done good things for me, and it has done very <laughs> bad things for me. There's not like a middle road. Like it's only improved my life, or it has actively harmed me. Now I used to do this thing when I was younger. I would go to the YMCA day camp, and uh, one day when I was in the pool, I found this really heavy brick. And I'm like, wow, this brick's really cool. This is like the the monolith from 2001 A Space Odyssey. So I held on to this brick, and then I realized it was slowly dragging me down, but I didn't want to let go of this cool brick. And I was stuck at the bottom of the pool. I couldn't get back up. I couldn't breathe. But could I get rid of this brick? Yes or no? Eventually, I was forced to. That is very, very close to my journey with Homestuck, I found this really cool thing. I thought it was super awesome. I thought it was, you know, oh, this is so cool. It's so irreverent. Oh, wowie, it's got video games. And then it started drowning me. This sounds like literally every post on r slash nofab. I found this cool thing and I loved it so much I almost let it destroy me. (laughs) (laughs) It almost burst my lungs. What, what, what? What is the base level Homestuck knowledge here? What am I working with? Um, I know I hate Homestuck people, <laughs> and uh, I think it's a comic. Is it a comic or a video game? It's um okay, so uh, it's a web comic by a guy who let's just say he had like negative social skills. He was like a computer <laughs> science major. He was really into Penny Arcade. He's like, I love web comics. I'm gonna make my own. And he uh, put it on the forums there, 
and people would give him questions for it, like an old-timey point-and-click adventure game. So he did that for a while. He did one that was Problem Sleuth, where it was like, hey, three detectives, get him out of his office. And it uh, ballooned and ballooned and ballooned, and it got crazy. It ran for one year, and then he killed it. And he was like, all right, there. It was at the height. It's done. So he was like, I want to do a new one. It's going to be about these four kids who play a video game. And I, he's like, oh, I really liked The Sims. So it's going to be like a mixture of The Sims and all these other like four games that he played. It started off simple enough. People would send in the questions or you know, commands to do shit. And he would look through that and go, oh, that sounds like kind of fun. I'm going to do that one. He didn't. He had a um, I did a whole overblown five part series of my own podcast, which really only needed to be three parts. But that's fine. And how many now this is why I wanted to have you on the show, because you've made like 10 hours of content about <laughs> Homestuck, right? Is that fair to say? Uh, at least. Yes, because th these episodes you've made are long <laughs> and it's just you. It's just you talking about Homestuck. My co-host is sitting there, blank behind the eyes, no life. I can already feel my brain melting out my ears. To break what happened with this dumb webcomic down, as much as I can, to try and keep, like, this This is like, I'm, I'm going to wear my face mask so I don't spit the Homestuck particles at you. I'm doing this for <laughs> your sake. You. Thank you. So four kids play a game. It's, it's doing fine. It's it's somewhat popular. And then at about uh, a certain point in, about a year in, he introduces these characters. And these characters, like the, the four main characters are supposed to be like, hey, here's like a personification of kind of how kids would talk on like Yahoo Messenger and shit. And how I, the author, explored the internet when I was younger. And doing all this interconnected kind of computer stuff. You know, talking with my friends. They're all over the country. So he thought, oh, you know, it'd be really fun if I took these negative stereotypes of people on the Internet and made them into their own characters as like a goof on them. Like, oh, this person's obsessed with like shipping characters. This person's all angry. So he types all the time. It was meant as a goof. But then people picked up on him like, oh, I like this. Give me this. I want more of this. And then those people started putting in all the questions. Anytime you go to a Comic-Con and you see kids running around with weird horns and t-shirts with dumb symbols on them, those are the trolls. Those are the people that annoy you at Comic-Con, Sriracha. Oh, I thought they were demons. Yeah, where do the demons come in? <laughs> so that those demons are the ones that are like the negative aspects of like internet people. Now, what everything about fucking Homestuck was designed to get people hyper fixated on it <laughs> every character in there there's certain patterns that all of them do it's like here's what this character looks like and there's a fucking visible template and then they all have a set of rules that they follow and then they just go from there you you can literally mad libs a character into homestuck and then it's just there and it's done which makes it really easy for people to make their own characters and how the world of the comic can support that so you end up with all these teenagers who are just ready to obsess over something. And uh, Harry Potter, that's passe. That's for boomers. It's all about the homestucks now. <laughs> it's all about the undertales. Oh, so, okay. So let me ask you a question. If I were to, can you tell me an example of a homestuck OC? 
that you've seen. You know what that means? Asterios is an original, original character. character. Yeah. And then you guys also say, Donut steal after that. Donut steal. That's what you say. That's what I say. And I say that when I'm around kids too, and then I look cool. All right, good. Okay, so an example of the typical Homestuck OC. Uh, someone makes their own Homestuck troll. They, they go on to DeviantArt and they find the troll making like flash game where you could mix and match all the little pieces. <laughs> First you got their you got their the little candy corn horns. You can make those as special and as garish as you want. And then they have a name that's six letters in the first name, six letters in the last name. Look at this. Jobs almost it's already almost done. This is so easy. Wow. They did 90% of the work for me. Then you draw wow. their little shirt and then you just gotta draw them kissing as many people as possible. <laughs> Because oh, man is possible. you care about. Now, you'll notice that Tad has talked for about 13 minutes now. And uh, at no point has he explained, like, what Homestuck is, the story. <laughs> he hasn't even said the name of the main character, which is John or something. I... Because that's not what Homestuck's that about. That is incorrect. Homestuck's not about, like, a plot and characters who grow and change. It's about annoying people Plugging into this dumb thing and then just never leaving. So it's about, it was created as a breeding ground for awkward teenagers. The guy who made it, tum like he fell backwards into the most marketable piece of property <laughs> for preteens and like, unfortunately, like early 20 year olds, like people who really needed to like not be reading the Hunger Games, you know, outside of high school. <laughs> Those kinds of people. Oh, yeah. No, I think the modern version of that is, have you ever seen drag? <laughs> drag content? Dude, I recently found out people like, write entire pornography stories shipping different political ideologies with one another. It's <laughs> disgusting. And I I saw, because I, I occasionally take or take in the fan fiction myself, and I saw one who's like, why I'm leaving the uh, community. And the first point was, I'm 13. <laughs> we should not, <laughs> we should not have, let kids have the internet. <laughs> oh, like, that child has a homestuck OC. In fact, they probably have four. I guarantee. <laughs> Now, this Homestuck thing ran for like seven years, right? Or how long did this stupid thing run for? Uh, he milked. It's technically still happening. He has been right. milking this <laughs> sacred cow for almost 20 years. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. When was 2009? It's 2021. I'm not a math scientist. This thing started in 2009? Are you fucking yes, it started kidding when I was a this freshman in high school. 2009? Like a... <laughs> Random sauce, lol. What the fuck, barbecue? This sounds very in line. Oh, it was yeah. Because I know it. Um, one of the one of the big jokes was Juggalos. So that's how old oh. it is. Back when that yes, was funny. Yes, of course. Yes, magnets. <laughs> Juggalos, and miracles, magnets, all that shit that <laughs> stopped being funny like three months into it. <laughs> is there a thing where he uses magnets to stop one of? Uh, Jack eight balls, the queen what of heart. What are you talking about? The bad guys are like they're they're like suits of cards, but here, they're I'll also give you, like. Um, thank you. I'll give you a rundown this of all the bad here. guys in Please help me. Okay. Okay. All right. So I want you to count along with me. I'm gonna I'm gonna list off all of the bad guys. Okay. And okay. Remember, this started as a very simple story. Uh, Jack Noir. Jack Noir. That's one. Spade Slick. Two. Beck Noir. Three. Uh. 
Jack English, or... which by the way, all four of those are the same character. What? But Why? they are four separate characters. Why? Uh, Lord English. Was this five? Doc Scratch. Six. Uh, the entirety of the felt. I don't know how to count that. Uh, <laughs> the other four instances. So this is another 12 I'm going to add right here. The other uh, four instances of the Midnight Crew. And that is maybe... <sighs> I, mm, I'll be very generous and say a third of the villains in Homestuck. Now, are you starting to think like, wow, that seems very like bloated. And I don't know how you would focus on all of these individual bad groups, right? I just still don't know what the Homestuck is. Like, what do they, they fight <laughs> monsters? Is that what they do? Do they fight these monsters? So the goal, and I'm doing, Why I'm doing the finger quotes. <laughs> I... Listen, I only read it for 14 years. I don't know. It's How much did you is, contribute to their Kickstarters? How much? Am I under oath right now? Yes, yes. you are. I, okay, um, hold on, hold on. I actually made a tally of all the money I've spent on Homestuck. Oh my God, this is like a pay to win game. It's not Give a game, it's a webcomic. <laughs> it's a pay okay, to webcomic. Okay. This is all the money that I've spent on Homestuck circa 2017. So add like an extra 200 out of this. Uh, okay. And this is why the webcomic was so <laughs> successful. I bought five posters of the lands. Each character gets like a cool land that's like a mixture of two things, like wind and shade. And it looks really cool. And it's made out of MS Paint images, but somehow it doesn't look like shit. I don't know. They look good. $75. For five posters? Uh, two pullover <laughs> hoodies. <laughs> Five posters, $75, not including shipping, yes. Uh, hoodies, because there are 12 different classes and 12 different aspects, and you can buy those shirts. So you take your online test that shows what your class and your aspect <laughs> in Homestuck would be, and you go and you buy two pullover hoodies for $80. Each? Then you buy two shirts to match those hoodies for $40 and a zipper hoodie for $60. Mm hmm mm-hmm. Then, of course, you buy the book set. That's $100. You buy the second book set, because I'm a fucking moron. That's another $100. <laughs> uh, you want some pins so bad. I bought four Chinese knockoff pins that I made on, like, Redbubble. And a knockoff <laughs> shirt, okay? Oh, my God, they have knockoffs? <laughs> I went to the Comic-Con 2016. There was a ton of Homestuck knockoff stuff. It's just a shirt with a logo. That's all it is. Uh, oh god it's those dumb symbols it's like the zodiacs i bought four more posters after this what was wrong with me um where are they now do you have them on your wall i i took four of them and destroyed them over how distraught i was when the comic ended because it was like he just farted in my mouth directly but i'll get to that eventually don't worry about it <laughs> uh i bought i bought the video game that was 15 dollars I bought the other video game where, and this is the game that no one except me seems to remember. The guy who made Homestuck made a video game with Namco that was like a dating simulator. And you could like date Galaga and it was like Romeo and Juliet. And there was also the guy from the Dino Crisis. <laughs> like the ship, what? like Galaga. Like the, yeah, you could date Galaga. It was, it was Romeo and you had to be Juliet. The boat. 
You could date the yeah. boat, or is this a character? No, Galaga is, is a video game from the 1980s. It's like an old, old arcade game like Pac-Man, where like a little spaceship shoots bad guys. Spaceships. I feel like a toddler in a high school calculus <laughs> class. Yeah. Right now. now you know what I feel yeah. like every time you creeps talk about anime. Oh, no, Dragon Rump. Oh, Dragon Rump. Dragon Rump. Now you get it. Now you get it. You feel out of your depth. You feel small. I don't do. you? I do. I feel like people are just not even speaking English at me. Yeah. And you're like, are they kidding or are they serious? I can't tell. Oh, no. Nobody puts this much effort into a joke, buddy. <laughs> good, good so point. I ended up spending uh, $832 on Homestuck. And that's, I am a low end spender. It's a whip. It's, imagine spending that much money on Control Alt Delete. Like, <laughs> imagine spending all that money. Wait, Buckley, if you're listening. You make an NFT of loss. Holy shit. You will sell that for a million and a half dollars. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Yeah. It's the only one. It's the NFT of loss. Dumbass Elon Musk would probably buy it. You too. get to own. It's, it's like, because everyone's like, oh, I want to own a meme. No, this time you own the meme. The meme. The original <laughs> proto meme. I was going to say a golden slab with like the cake is a lie comic embedded onto it. Happy 2009 from whatever the fuck that stupid comic was. I finally figured out what an NFT was. I didn't know what the fuck it was until someone told me, oh, it's basically like taking a Sharpie and defacing a piece of art. And then your name is just always attached to this specific version. And I was like, oh, I guess that's worth $60,000. All right, I guess. I mean, I guess if I could pay $60,000 to draw a dick on the back of Mona Lisa, I probably would. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, I would. Sriracha, you still don't know what an NFT is, And at right? this point, I'm way too afraid to ask. Yeah, look, they'll be gone soon. Don't worry about it. Is it cryptocurrency? I feel like it has something to do with cryptocurrency. What it is, real fast, is it's this. It's like, all right, when you make a painting, like when you make a physical painting, well, there's only one of it. Yeah. Now, obviously, you can make prints and copies and you could sell posters of it, but there's still only that one original piece of art. So an NFT is it's like a license for a digital piece of art. And it says, like, you are the owner of the original. Obviously, anybody could take a screenshot of it and, you know, tweet it and whatever. But it's like, but you own the original. Now, if you, now if, and, and the way that it's like, you know you're on the original is because it's linked to the Ethereum network. So it's on the blockchain. Ethereum strikes again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so everyone's upset because apparently the Ethereum network is like the least like uh, environmentally friendly crypto network <laughs> there is. It's so like every time you buy an NFT, you're putting out like the, the GDP of Luxembourg in carbon <laughs> emissions. You personally wipe out a species of bird. The mining process of Ethereum at this point is like just instead of setting up an Ethereum miner, just go shoot a polar bear in the head because <laughs> you're going to use way more electricity. Why did the end of Homestuck piss you off? Like cut to the chase here. What did he do at the end of this 14-year saga that's still not over that made you destroy $75 worth of posters? <laughs> um, okay. So the reason why the ending affected me and a bunch of other fucking nerds so much was uh, for several, several years, the story had been going, right? Uh, the first half, wham, bam, bam, this dude was popping Addies like they were Tic Tacs. He was shooting out seven, eight pages <laughs> a day. Uh, then it stops. He has, like, the Kickstarter thing, which, oh, shit, I, that, that was wild. It made millions of dollars, right? How much did it make? I want to say it was, like, 
12 million something oh my it, was, God. it was one of the highest uh kickstarters he lost every single penny of that money and ruined several people's lives with it <laughs> why how so there was a this this group that was going to make the game he's like hey here's a bunch of money Ugh, make my game for me and then everything for years it, this on, this shit only came out now because ndas expired in the length of time <laughs> it took um, long story short of it is that the author of this webcomic was being a fucking prick and was like, here, make this game. And they're like, okay, uh, here's the deadline. Give us this con- this stuff that we need by then and we'll make your game. And then he wouldn't. And then he would throw a big hissy fit and eventually like, listen, we're, we have to make money. We're done making your game. Here's your money. Leave us alone. So he kind of naturally gathered a team of artists and music people and shit. So he takes all these people from across the country and they go to like New York City, like, we're going to make this game. He just fucking abandons them. Like one day he just goes, all right, you guys are fired. I'm making a new team. (laughs) Yeah, they all move there. And then he goes, all right, uh, I'm firing all of you. We're going to do something else. And he does that like three more times. Oh my God. Jesus, that's like some Yandere dev level shit. Why are game developers such ass wipes? It's just this guy. The only actual game developer in this was reasonable. Yeah, this sounds a lot like the Yandere Dev situation. Ted, are you uh, aware of the Yandere Dev situation? All I know about it is that um, I know that it's a game. <laughs> and uh, when I was looking at Twitch at banned video games, there was like Meat and Fuck Simulator and like all these really <laughs> fucked up games. And then they had You Can't Stream Yandere Sim. And I was like, huh, okay. Oh, and oh my God, Alex wakes up in the middle of the night sweating over that. He was so fucking pissed off because the reason why the game is banned, ostensibly, Twitch doesn't tell you why they banned your game, but usually it's pretty obvious. Like, I think one of the <laughs> one of the banned games is Shower With Your Dad Simulator. <laughs> so Yandere uh, is like, he's like raging at Twitch on Twitter and uh, through email and IRL and on his blog. And then he was like, why is my game banned? Why is my game banned? And they were like, it's just kind of sexual and it's explicit and we don't exactly want to be the company hosting the video game about school shootings yeah (laughs) japanese school shootings (laughs) and he is so furious that he tells all of his fans these 12 year old kids to go up to just not even twitch employees just random people at conventions working at conventions to ask why yandere dev is banned from twitch like they would know anything about that oh he sicked he sicked his dumb little weeb army on them yeah i hate it when (laughs) fucking creators do that shit Okay, so yeah, it sounds very similar to the Yandere Dev situation in that there is like a very unreasonable head creative. Um, a lot of money has been raised that has like just disappeared. And like the guy is just like lying out his ass and blaming everyone else for shit that's his fault. Tad, does that sound right? Absolutely. Everything was under NDA. Things had to leak. My favorite leak source was someone who was like the head uh, planner for like a fetish convention for like macro and micro and like adult diapers they were like a lead artist and they were the only one that would talk to people because they didn't sign an nda wild shit uh there there was a guy recently gio is his name he did a blog where he like actually documented everything but this whole game thing slowed the comic down by a ton you would get if you were lucky like one big update a year and that was 2012, wow. and the comic didn't end until 2016. So four years of these people like me craving this content. It was designed in such a way, 
either intentionally or unintentionally, that, oh, uh, all these characters, all these ideas, these tons and tons, this huge world, yada, yada, yada. You know, like how um, a lot of indie games now will always have this deepest lore aspect where there's all this stuff to talk about and you've got all these mystery characters and all that kind of shit. Uh, a game like Binding of Isaac, you know, okay, cool game. You know, you, you shoot tears at things. There's a whole layer of like the deepest lore in the game and stuff to get people talking about it on their on their discords and their forums and stuff to keep discussion going when it's like not. that dumbass thing they do in Resident Evil where they just happen to lay journal pages everywhere. And you're supposed <laughs> to like piece them together and be like, ooh, what is the secret of the pills that turn people into zombies? Is it like that? Homestuck is the Mr. X of webcomics. It's always hunting and chasing me down. So people like me, they're, they're in their teen years, they are hot and ready to obsess over things. So they get mm-hmm. super into this. I would spend, God, 2010 to 2015 or 16. I would wake up. I would eat, drink, sleep, Homestuck, nothing. Homestuck was literally never not on my mind for five fucking years. So I'm like, I'm in this. I'm in it deep. I wanted to get out, but I can't. It just keeps pulling me back in for one last job. Mm-hmm. I, the the finale happens 2016 um i remember i there there was a big flash movie it was like oh this is great this is so actiony oh this is so cool all these plot lines are being brought up again for the last time there's like 40 million different things it's gonna be so cool i remember this is something that could really only happen when you're what 18 20 maybe if you're a loser like I was, uh, I was, I saw the final page went up and I was like shaking with anticipation. I was like, Oh fuck, here we go. I, I watched it and I realized I watched it. Like I didn't understand it. So I watched it again. And then it all came flooding into me that 95% of all these plot lines that had been set up, all these things that I had been talking with all these other losers on the internet about for five fucking years meant nothing none of it was addressed nothing was fixed it was just boom here's an ending i wrote uh six years ago nothing's changed you wasted the past four years of your life he got QAnon. he did he I, got straight up QAnon, where they were like oh this is gonna be a big I am day the QAnon shaman. Some, oh my god this, <laughs> exactly like the supreme court's gonna come out with guns and handcuffs and they're gonna arrest biden uh, no 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 they're gonna do it on this day yeah because q counts days in 12 hour periods because he's a keck is an egyptian god yes exactly oh, that is okay because what little i know about homestead because i tried reading it for a while because i was on Oof. the something awful forums when problem smooth sleuth was out and i was like reading mm-hmm. problem sleuth in real time and i was enjoying it it's like problem sleuth is funny at some point, mm-hmm. Homestuck is not funny. It's just up its own ass about like its own puzzle solving mechanics. Every time like the author doesn't know what to do, he'll just introduce nine new characters, like a like a mayor of Cannes, like and all this shit, and the Midnight Crew, and it's just like okay, you clearly don't know what to do next. Um, <laughs> and like oh, and then you got to read all these fucking chat logs between these. St- Stupid trolls, and it's like you know I'm trying to read. It's a webcomic, right? It's supposed to be pretty pictures. Like I'm supposed to be able to enjoy this on the toilet. Like 
I, this is, and then he ends this thing with a novella. All right, but anyway, it's like, uh, <laughs> but ultimately, it's about a bunch of kids who are trying to save their own reality. And Thank the, you. What the fuck? It, Why did it take? We've been talking about this for 32 for what, minutes. 32 fucking minutes. And I still don't know what the plot of Homestuck it's is. It's about a bunch of kids and they. No, 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 no. See, <laughs> I have given you the Homestuck experience. Yes, I could have told you what it was about in 13 seconds. But why do that when I could waste your fucking time for half an mm-hmm. hour? Ted, I understand why you destroyed those posters, because I want to reach this microphone and fucking strangle you right now. And that's why we invited him on. Well, well hey, unfortunately, we have to go, because it's it's past 10 p.m. Uh, where we are, and if we keep yelling about Homestuck, we're going to get kicked out of our apartment, and then we'll have nowhere to live, just like Andrew Hussey did to all of his animators. Well, thank you so much, Ted, for teaching me absolutely nothing about what It's else. about a bunch of kids who have to play a video game to save welcome. their own dimension, okay? It's, it's th- That's it. That's it. That's it. Where are the trolls? <laughs> it's about the trolls ruining. are in another dimension, and those trolls lost the game. And now the trolls are trying to help the kids win the game, but at first they're trolling. And they're trying to help the kids lose the game, but then, I don't know, they they like each other. Okay. It's stupid. Okay. Should, and then they kiss stupid. a lot. They, what? They, wait, what? They, I haven't, they I haven't talked about the epilogue in Homestuck 2 and Pester Quest and the constant slow drip of awful, terrible incredibly bad content that has been constantly needling me in the spine since 2016. Well, we're going to have to have you back on another time to talk about Pester Quest and Homestuck 2. Yeah, I want to learn about Pester Quest. Dude, this dude just wrote an epilogue. He just wrote like 90 pages of a book to try to explain Homestuck, and it's like, buddy, just give up. You you fucked it up, buddy. (laughs) You fucked it up. You can't patch this thing anymore. You fucked it up. All right. Tad. Yes. Can you tell people where they can hear your podcast? Because all I do, Tad, he's the guy that made the podcast that taught me everything about Dang and Rob. Oh my God. Thank you so much. You're because welcome. Uh, that's one thing that Sirius would never let me explain to him for some reason. I get scared. I, I don't like that those kids are trapped in that school. <laughs> he had to listen to two nasally <laughs> nerds talk about their anime games. Uh, tell people where they can hear your shows. Uh, I am from the podcast Let Me Tell You About. Uh, also, somewhat accurate history. They're both this, the line between those is very blurry. Uh, I talk about nerd shit with my best friend Alex. Sometimes I talk about history stuff. That's pretty cool too. Uh, I'm on YouTube. That's usually where you can find me, and then all the other podcast hosting things. Uh, I also do Revival, a Dungeons and Dragons real play podcast. Um, it's very good. Uh, it is a passion project going on. Got like three years. It's a long years time. now. It's a long oh time. It's a lot yeah, they have like 80, 85 episodes. It's great. It's it's like one of my favorite things to listen to. It's awesome. Um, there Ted, are, here's some just... inside baseball. Six episodes uh-huh. left on Revival. Wow. That's just for you, Asterios. Hey, we, bro- we broke some news. Yeah. Hell yeah. This, you heard it here first, first <laughs> Revival fans. This is, that's dope. Hey, Ted, we got to go. Thank you so, so much for calling in. We can't wait to have you back. Thank you for having me on. This was very fun. I can't wait to talk about Pester Quest with you. You're going to hate it. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) And we'll be right back after this. You know what time it is, Asterios? What? What time? Voicemail time. Oh, my goodness. Voicemail time. How are the voicemails this week? Oh, they're shit. Oh, really? uh, If you want to leave us a voicemail, maybe you could try a little harder than these folks this week. You read us that voicemail number, Asterios. 848-863-5343. Or just attach a voice note and email it to theloudestpodcast at gmail.com. 
Yes, let's get let's get right into it. All right. Well, I mean, I can't resist playing this one first. Uh, you've named it. Some drunk dude talks about keto dog fucking or oh, something. Oh yeah, this is a really good palate clip. This is the quality of voicemails that we expect at the loudest podcast. Yeah, it's serious. Hi. Serious and girl. You know, I don't know. I don't know if it's endemic to the uh, Kia recipe uh, population of YouTube, but it, that's all I really use. That's all I, those are the only recipes that I do. Okay. Uh, and and my, my point being, mm-hmm. the people who make Kia recipes, uh, if you made the Venn diagram between them and, and, and white women who uh, obviously fuck their dogs. Okay, it's, I'm going to stop right here. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for trying. You get you get that meme that says you tried and it's a star. You started it's a star. Got, okay, dude, whoever you are, you're at a ten. You need to be at like a seven <laughs> next time you call it. Some of those keto snacks terrify me because now they're at the grocery store. Like you'll like they're like our grocery store has a much more expensive grocery store on the second floor. I'll go up there and they'll be like brownie keto fat bomb. Up your asshole delights. No, oh my God. Have you ever explored? This dude does have a point. Like on the YouTube, Keto Recipe YouTube, it is just an abortion of cream cheese and butter and sour cream all mixed together. I saw a stupid white bitch on TikTok the other day make a sandwich, a sandwich out of, but the bun was a green bell pepper and she just like bit into it like a fucking apple. It was horrifying. Jesus fucking Christ. My th- my new thing is just salads. My new thing is just because I went home for two weeks to take care of my dad. The only thing <laughs> in my parents' house. My parents, like, live in a candy store. It's just all brownies and cookies. And then they also have, like, all of the ingredients that you'd use to make cookies. So, I'm just, so it's like two in the morning. I can't sleep. I'm just going into the fridge and I'm just grabbing... Handfuls of chocolate chips, semi-sweet ones. They're not even good. You're just like, oh, it's here, so I better eat it. Yeah, exactly. It's here. I'm tired. I don't want to go to work tomorrow. I'll just, I'll eat all these butterscotch chips. Fuck it. Just fuck it. Now I'm doing salads. And how have I been doing? In what I call my salad days. You've been doing pretty good. You've mm-hmm. stretched the definition of salad a way bit a couple uh, how times. How do you figure? Uh, well, you ate a bunch of tacos yesterday and you called those chicken salads. Well, I called them chicken salad wraps. Yeah. Lettuceless chicken salad wraps. But I think today all you've eaten is salad, right? Yeah, I had some protein bars, which are kind of like protein salads. Yeah, those are little on-the-go salads. Yeah, exactly. And then the thing is you have a bag of nuts. It's like, well, a, a lot of... Salads have a bunch of almonds in them, so it's just an almond salad. It's an almond salad with no lettuce. A a, a bunch of chicken nuggets is a chicken salad. What's a salad? A bunch of stuff tossed in a thing. What's a bunch of chicken nuggets? A bunch of stuff tossed in a little container. That's true. What even is food? (laughs) Exactly. All right. This next, oh, I don't like this next voice. Smells tired. It's called Logan Paul moves to Puerto Rico. Is he the one with the dead guy, or is that was his brother? No, he's the dead guy. He's the dead guy one. Okay. Hey, Asterios and Sriracha. Hi. Uh, just calling for a couple of things. First off, Asterios, it's time to kill a kid. I'm moving to D.C., and the only person I know is my ex-girlfriend. What tips do you have to try to find friends outside of your own, like, work and office? Uh, I much appreciate it. Second thing, uh, I'm from Puerto Rico, and I remember Sriracha a while ago talking about the tax inception. 
of mm-hmm. like Americans moving to Puerto Rico. It's insane. See, I, don't know I was if right. Heard, but Logan Paul moved to Puerto Rico, and the Puerto Ricans are like kind of furious. There's a <laughs> ton of great memes that I wish I could send along your way. Sadly, there ninety percent of them are in Spanish, so can't really do much. Anyway, it was fun that one time that I got drunk and called the stereo the cock two summers ago while I was Man, still hitting stop. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, we got to talk about this Puerto Rico tax exemption thing okay. in a second. All right, but first, uh, look, the way to make friends is to start volunteering. Like, um, you volunteer in your community, you go to a, the, 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 the hospital, and you're a candy striper, and you do the thing, and you, you, you make the food, and you hand out food to the homeless. Like, it introduces you to a bunch of people real fast. And also, like, well, they're probably not monsters. Like, they're wiping up an old guy's poop or they're feeding, like, a homeless guy. And then volunteers, they party real hard. Do like, they? volunteers have, like, drugs. <laughs> because they need them because they are exposed to the horrors of reality. And they're like, oh, there is, there's no justice, there's no help, there's no hope. The only thing standing between a bunch of people starving or dying alone in their hospital rooms is me, cocaine, please, and then zoot, zoot, zoot. Zoot, zoot, zoot. You heard it here first. All right, let's talk about that. Uh, let's talk about that. Puerto I Rico. I don't remember this. I sort of remember it. I read an article about this a while ago that like Puerto Rico has some kind of thing where if you live there for at least, I want to say 51% of the year. Yeah. You do not need to pay taxes on any type of uh, like passive investment income oh that you have. So God. it's going to be like YouTuber fucking haven down there don't quote me on this because i did forget the exact like the details of it but see that guy said i was he said you were right and i believe he's there (laughs) i think did he say it was a puerto rico yeah lurgan paul he was from puerto rico okay i'll go to puerto rico are you kidding me i'll go to puerto rico Dude, you can get a house you can rent a house for like 200 dollars a month i mean are you kidding it's america puerto rico is a you can rent what yeah the downside is you have to live in puerto rico but Oh, no, not a, a place with a rich cultural heritage that also provides all the protections of being an American citizen. All of the benefits. Not It's like being a Puerto Rican is like being a daywalker in the Blade series. All of the strengths of vampires, but none of their weaknesses. I'm sure one of you Zoomers will find that joke funny. Of course they will. All of them will. Actually, speaking of movies... And mouth breathers. This next voice smells called movie mouth breathers. Yes. Stereos, I got pet peeves, and you're going to hear about them okay. on the pod. Sure. We're going to try to keep it quick, because I know Sriracha has about a 20-second attention span. So this is what <laughs> it's about. You know those people, you're watching a movie, it's some kind of kung fu film, and uh, you get this sick fight scene, right? And you got one guy, and he's going up against, like, 20 dudes, and they're all surrounding him, and he just disassembles them. It's awesome. Yeah. So cool. Uh-huh. But you're watching it, and you're watching it with one of these mouth breathers, right? One of these mouth breathers who's just like, well, why don't they just all swarm him at once? Why are they attacking him one at a time? Because that would suck. Because that would suck. It would suck to watch. Yeah, everybody thinks they're like a movie YouTuber now. Everybody yeah. can't wait to... So many people on Twitter are just giving me their opinions on the Snyder Cut, and it's like, did I ask you for your opinion on the Snyder Cut? I did not ask you for your opinion on it's not a cut. Unless you can make this funny, put some fun music behind it, add some jokes, add a little skit. Dude, you can't just give me your unvarnished opinion. This is what I've been telling you, motherfuckers, because they do the exact same thing with politics. Either 
have a funny take. You don't just, you, I don't give a fuck if you just say politics. Yes. You have to do it in a funny way. Yes, exactly. Or do it and you're slowly taking your clothes off. Or do it in, in, and you're playing the guitar. Add something to Please, it. Please, for the love of God. All right. Oh, this, uh, actually, speaking of hot takes, this last voicemail is called Golden Age of H3H3. I guess we're finally going to learn what H3H3's deal is. I think so. Hey, Asterius and Sarantra, fun facts guy. Hey! Just listening to the most recent episode, and Asterius asked if there was a golden age of H3H3. So I thought I'd give a little bit of context because I find it interesting. So H3H3 used to be a very respected member of the YouTube (laughs) commentary community. YouTube commentary community. One making fun of cringy shit and the other calling out shitty people for their shitty actions, Hmm. such as a guy who would steal content to put it on Facebook, uh, two YouTube gamers who were promoting a gambling site to their child audiences without disclosing that they owned it, and uh, former uh, congressional candidate and uh, piss drinker Joey Salad when he created a fake social experiment that tried to paint black people as incredibly violent towards white Trump voters. But uh, those were back when he would mainly make videos and he started a podcast where people really found out that he's just not good at nuanced takes. He's oh. good at calling out shitty people and looking good because it's a very black and white issue. But as soon as it turns gray, it's just, he doesn't have the skills. All right. Well, All right. I, hey, hey, thank you for the facts. Hey, look, here's the thing about being a crusader. Yeah. You better have lived a fucking perfect life there, fam. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> if you're going to go on the internet and start calling people out, better hope that you didn't say anything rude. I mean, look, obviously, let's hope you didn't commit any crimes. But also, like, you can't be a dick either. Right, let he who tossed the first... Yeah, let he who hath never been canceled toss the first hashtag. Did you know there are people trying to cancel members of cast members of 90 Day Fiance? Members, cast members of 90 Day Fiance are trying to cancel themselves every time they open their mouth so th- on that show. It's the, I've never seen more just mm, casual racism than in a lot of these families. Oh, yeah, no, that's that's the draw, drawing point. But um, no, there's, so there's this asswipe on Instagram called 90 Day Yahoo Boy, and he's like thinks of himself as like the Perez Hilton of 90 Day Fiance. And he's posting all this shit about there's this woman on uh, right now called Amira. She's like this French girl that's trying to come to America, blah, blah, blah. I like her. And for weeks on end, 90 Day Yahoo Boy has been posting like, you're going to see who Amira really is. I have the receipts from Andrew, and I know the truth, blah, blah. Blah, blah, and they're like making this big storm of shit. And it turns out the big scoop was that she, like, somebody found postings she made on a write a prisoner website. And apparently she was dating a prisoner and trying to get on uh, Love After Lockup. Like, that was the big scoop is that she wanted to be on TV. <laughs> Well, I mean, clearly she wants to be on TV. She's on 90 Day Fiance. Like, like, no shit, you idiot. Of course she wants to be on TV. She's on 90 Day Fiance. She's literally on TV right now. Uh, there's something about TMZ, though, that I love. Because the thing is, what TMZ is, is like scumbags hunting celebrities like their sport. That I like. Going to an airport. 
getting in the celebrity's face, getting him real annoyed. Remember that video clip where like Bjork beat the shit out of a paparazzi? I do not. I think my generation's version of that was uh, TMZ stalking Kanye outside of his house. And Kanye comes outside. It's like really early in the morning. Like the sun is just coming up. And the reporter's like, hey, good morning, Kanye. And Kanye looks at me he's like, yo, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I love it. I love. I would love to be one of those paparazzi so bad. It's like, what's your job? Your job is to annoy the fuck out of someone until you get just a little thing. Like, just them overreacting for a second, and boom, you've made your year. That's your nut for the year. You've made your nut. My favorite TMZ moment of all time is when, you remember the fire Festival fiasco? Yes, I do. So, if Kendall Jenner was originally supposed to fucking be there, and then she cancels last minute because these people have no money, blah, 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 blah. And the weekend of the fire Festival, some reporter catches Kendall Jenner walking out of, like, a boutique in Manhattan Manhattan or something like, hey, Jendal, not going to Firefest? And she makes this look. She does the gym from the office face at the camera. She's like, <laughs> keeps walking. <laughs> but you told me she got paid a million dollars to swim in an Instagram post? Yeah, she makes like millions of dollars every time she posts. She didn't even need to attend. She just had a post about it. Good for Kendall Jenner. Good God for Kendall it. Jenner. I like that lipstick she made. I like Kendall. Out of all of them, I like Kendall Jenner the most, Well, I think. that's Kylie, but. Oh, well, excuse me for confusing. That's it for the last podcast. <laughs> um, oh, actually, on the way out, you know how a couple of weeks ago you were like, I want to hear a death metal version of Love Me, Feed Me, Don't e- Eat Me? Or wait, yeah, wait, 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 what is it? What is it? Love Me, Feed Me, Don't Leave Me. We got to uh, plug this guy's thing. Plug this guy's thing. Yes, yes. Okay. So, listener Zach Amon Peterson made... He recorded a death metal version of Love Me, Feed Me, Don't Leave Me. And... He made a music video. We will tweet the music video and a link to his website. Uh, you go to twitter.com slash Asterios. It'll be the pin tweet for the week. You can also go to ZachAmonPeterson.com. That's Z-A-C-H-A-M-M-O-N, Peterson.com. Check this guy out. He's got albums. He's written musicals. I like this guy a lot. I like that. Yeah, and I love this song, too. All right. We'll talk to you next week, kids. Bye.